guys, good morning. I'm looking at the clock and we are T minus 26 hours to Christmas Eve here at Fellowship of Faith anyway, or uh, at least 26 for me, I guess it's 27 for you. Um, it's, it's on us. It, it, it's right here. And all this past December, we have been talking about how God speaks, that, that God is someone personal. And he has something to say that that God is not just some abstract idea um, that that gives kind of insight into how life works, but nothing more than that. That God is not just a philosophical construct. That God is not just an impersonal force. That God is not a mute idol. Like so many people have sought for so many years, yesterday and today, but that God is an actual person. He's a personal being with personality. Things that move him and things he likes and things he dislikes and he has something to say. And we've been talking about how this God who speaks doesn't just speak in grandiose ways to the things of the universe. Though he certainly speaks in that way, but that God also has something to say to you, to each of you here and that when God speaks, it's important. And to learn how to listen for every every sound, every every vocable, everything he has to utter that drips off the lips of God has has such importance and meaning and power in life. And what we've been doing these last couple of weeks of December is, is looking at this unique way that God speaks through signs. You know, the, the way that God will, will, will show things or indicate things or, or lead things in, in a way through circumstances or events around us or maybe even inside of us through, through inclinations or feelings or, or what often gets called that still small voice. And, and we've been looking on this side, how, how to discern what God might be saying and how to figure it out and, and interpret it. But today I want to take us to the other side of that equation. I want to talk about the times when God has spoken, but we missed it. I want to talk about the times when, when God has said something and we, we were distracted or weren't listening, or didn't interpret it well. I want to talk about the times when we've been deaf, or maybe even stopping our own ears because we didn't want to risk hearing or we didn't think we would like what he might say. And we find ourselves on this side now, kind of looking at things in hindsight, in living with the consequences of choices we've made that's gone contrary to what he was saying. You know, we quoted this line from Martin Luther, at least attributed to him last week. And, and he basically said, you know, when, when you're sitting there and you're really trying to figure out what God is saying and you've tested against the scriptures and you've examined them and, and you've searched your own conscience on it and You've sought the wisdom of the church, the people of God, both past and present. And and you still find yourself in that place not really knowing what his will might be. He said, well, do the most God-honoring thing and act. 
leap and know that if God, if, 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 if you've listened well and, and you chose right, God will bless it. But if you missed it or chosen wrongly, God will forgive it. Well, I want to speak about that part of it today. The times when we've missed it or got it wrong. And we know that we're forgiven, but we're still left with regrets or fears or consequences, or maybe it's even just a sense of defeat and resignation after the voice has been given and going, now what? Now what, Lord? What, what do I do now from this place after you have spoken? Now, the way I want to approach this today is first I'm just going to kind of share with you very briefly some, some general insights and principles I've found. Things that I think apply in just about any situation if you find yourself in that place. But then after that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to get more specific. I'd like to talk about scenarios and instances where, where we might find ourselves and, and, and what God might be saying in that place. So, let me start just with some of the generalities, okay? What do you do when you missed God's voice? Let me briefly just share with you four things. First and foremost, what I found is this. You gotta repent and seek God's forgiveness. We have all found ourselves in this Place. And what God invites us to do is simply come to terms with it. Not try to rationalize why we missed the voice back then. Not try to give a defense or an excuse, but to simply say, God, I should have listened better. God, I, I, I should, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Because what's so amazing with God is that even when we don't listen to him, he doesn't stop speaking. And even when we don't listen to him and find ourselves living with the aftermath of our choices, he does not write us off, but he invites us to come to him. He invites us to come to him and he says, come here, I love you. It's okay. It's got to start with repenting and seeking God's forgiveness. What it does is it removes the wax from the spiritual ears. It removes the callous from the heart. Without it, without it, we risk becoming deafer and deader. But God invites us to come back to him in those times. And he invites you, if you find yourself in that place, to simply come to him, the one who loves you and whose forgiveness is massive. Now after that, what I found is you simply have to accept the consequences. But, but realize that God has not put you on the shelf. Missing God's voice will certainly bring with it consequences we may have to face. That certain possibilities or certain doors may now be closed because of that. But that does not mean God is done with you. I have met so many people 
who live in this place of regret because in hindsight, they can see how they missed the voice or simply stopped listening, and they can see the outcome of what it's brought them and now feel like God has put them on the shelf, that suddenly they've become second-class citizens in the kingdom, that yes, God still loves me, and I know God forgives me, but God can't use me anymore. Hear this loud and clear. God is not finished with you. God has something in store for you, and it is amazing. From the place you happen to be, realize God has not packed you up in storage, but still wants to speak and interact. Now, there may be consequences for your choices, but God isn't finished with you yet. I found this, that I've had to learn to honor him and seek him from where I am now because I'm one of those kinds of people who can see very clearly in hindsight how things played out and it leads me to a lot of regret. How about you? And I find I can get stuck there. Stuck in what could have been. Stuck in what should have been. Stuck because I could see all the endless possibilities if I had only... And instead of living from where I am now, I'm trying to live from where I once was. But where I once was is no longer a possibility. And I miss what God is saying to me in this place, here, today, wherever you might be in missing God's voice, honor him from that place. Tell him, I can't go back and change the fact. I can't go back and change the past. But Lord, I can seek to bring you honor and glory from where I am today. So here I am. Take me and use me. Because what I've learned is this. While certain doors and certain paths may be closed, God has more than one path for you. And not only that, I've also learned God often has more than one way to get to the destination that he has in mind for you. So wherever you might be, honor him from that place. Seek him from that place where you are right now, today. And finally, let him use you. Let him use you mightily. And discover with joy what he's up to. Because I tell you this, God is still on the prowl. Whatever you missed, God is moving and he still has something to say to you and what he has to say is amazing. God has something in store for you beyond your wildest dreams, even if your wildest dreams seem dead and buried from the way that you missed his voice in former days. I think of Paul, who who says from prison, rejoice in the Lord, I will say it again, rejoice. Because the way of God is a way of joy. And even in the aftermath, the way of God can be joy for you in that place. And I found that Time and again, when I miss 
what God has to say or simply reject it. Choose to listen to my own voice or others' voice instead. Coming back to this again and again has kept me from derailing, so to speak. And I think it'll do the same for you today, but now what I'd like to do is take these general ideas and translate them into something specific. I want to talk about specific places that you might find yourself in, specific places of having missed God's voice or, or deadened your ears, and now you are living in the aftermath with the regrets or the consequences or the fears or the resignations. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and it's over. What once was is over. That person that was once the love of your life, you were consumed by them and they were your everything. And now in hindsight, you can see how a trail of events led to where you are today and you can see your own responsibility in it. And they're gone. The relationship's over. You've broken up. Maybe it's a divorce. And they've moved on. And they seem happy about it. And you find yourself left behind in this place alone, filled with the regrets. <laughs> you know what I mean? What does God have to say? I love what God said to Joshua. Listen to what God has to say. Be strong and courageous. The Lord is with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Or maybe you're here today and it's the opposite. Maybe against all warnings, all inclinations inside, all the wisdom that was brought, you married him. And you feel stuck. Because you realized what you stepped into, despite what the voice of God has had to say. And you're going, what do I do in this joyless, burdened place? Listen to what God has to say. In all things, I work for the good of those who love me and who have been called according to my purpose. So what shall we say in response to this? If I am for you, who can be against you? If I did not spare my own son, but graciously gave him up for you, how will I not also graciously give you all things? Maybe you're here today, and you made a choice. And now the consequences of it are overwhelming. You're in that place of like, 
oh my gosh, I don't even know. And I don't mean like in that good way, like kind of that adrenaline-laden way that's all like exciting and fun, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? But this is awesome. No, I mean in the other way. You're in that place where you feel like you are carrying the weight of the world. What does God have to say? Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Or maybe you're here today. And motivated by fear, but in the name of security. You turned away from the adventure called faith. And in the process have missed life calling, opportunity. You feel yourself in this mediocre, flatlined kind of place. Listen to what God has to say, turn to me, even now, says the Lord. Turn to me with all your heart, with weeping and fasting and mourning. Turn to me, for I am gracious and humble in heart. I relent from sending calamity. Turn to me. Turn to me, for I am gracious and merciful to you. What does God have to say? Trust in me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me and I will make your path straight. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you've done something and you regret it. You've wounded someone emotionally or physically. And now it's out there and you can't take it back. What does God have to say? Go, leave now. Leave your gift at the altar and be reconciled to your brother. Listen to what God has to say. Neither do I condemn you. So leave your life of sin. Maybe you're here today and you've done something and you know it will never be the same between you and God again. You look at what you have turned a deaf ear to and you realize that you've betrayed something and it betrays you deep. It pierces soul and divides it from spirit. Listen to what God has to say. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen to what God has to say. And maybe you're here today. 
And that choice has taken you out of the knees. And all of your strength and all of your confidence and all the things that gave you drive and purse, they've been shaken to the core. And you feel like a shell of what you once were. Listen to what God has to say. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My power will be made perfect in your weakness. And maybe you're here today and you're not feeling much of anything at all. You can't really pinpoint it to anything, but somehow you realize you don't hear God anymore. And everything just feels like it goes on. Life has lost its color and its flavor. Hope has been shelved. And resignation in the name of acceptance has settled in. Listen to what God has to say. Be still. Know that I'm God. I will be exalted in the heavens. I will be exalted on the earth. Listen to what God has to say. Do not worry. Do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or what you will wear. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Maybe you're here today. And the choices you've made, the voices and communication of God you did not heed, they've humbled you and you are in the dirt. Listen to what God has to say. Humble yourself under my mighty hand and I will lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on me because I care for you. Listen to what God has to say. Rejoice. Rejoice in me always. Don't miss it. Listen to what I have to say. Rejoice. I am near. So do not be anxious about anything. See, the words in this book we call the Bible are filled with things God has said. And through these pages, God is still speaking today. And in any of these scenarios and more, God has so much more to say. So listen. Listen. Listen to what God has to say because God is a God who speaks. He's a God who continues to speak to each and every one of you in the intimacies of your life. He's a God who continues to speak.
today. So let's rise. And let's pray. Take a moment, if you would. Read the words. Kind of get them on your mind. Let them start to etch in the soul a little bit. And let them start to matrix with where you are in life. So now I just invite you with me to pray. Holy Spirit, we have heard your voice, but we have hardened our hearts as we did during our time of testing in the wilderness, where our fathers tested and tried you and for 40 years saw the work of your hand. We have unbelieving hearts that turn away from you, our living God. We are hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Do not be angry with us. Though our hearts are always going astray and we have not known your ways, forgive us and give us faith. May we share in Christ, hold firmly to the end and enter your rest. Now just take a moment or two and pray in your own way. Listen to what God has to say. I love you. I forgive you. I sent my son to die for you. And if I'm willing to do that, how much more can you trust me in all things? I have a plan for you and a purpose, a future, a hope. I have a ring for your finger, a robe for your shoulders, a place at my table, a purpose in this world. Listen to what God has to say. I call you my sons, my daughters. Listen to what God has to say.